You're on The Burt Show. So I got to tell you guys a little bit about my trip to South Africa on this safari. Wow. Life-changing, you guys. It looked it. It did. I'll, I'll give you guys more details as the week unfolds because I could talk about this for an hour straight. But it this safari that I went on in uh, South Africa... It just makes you realize really how small you are. Mm-hmm. So this isn't like one of these preserves that we have a lot of in the United States where they're feeding the animals, they're making sure they're well-groomed, they're making sure that they're having sex and reproducing. This is the wild, you guys. This is absolutely the wild. And when you go on one of these safaris, nature takes its course and the guys are simply there to guide the tourists around and get as close to the animals as you can. But they don't interfere with nature whatsoever. In fact, when I was on my tour, I saw a lion about three days prior had killed a buffalo. And he's just chomping away at it, man. Wow. Um, you could smell it before you got to it. You could smell the. This was a, actually a pretty cool so- story. So this lion is chomping away on this buffalo, right? And he's breathing really hard. <sighs> And he's right next to the buffalo. And he starts roaring out, but his roar is really faint because they eat like every seven days. Lions will, a lioness and a lion will attack a buffalo, eat it, and they will gorge on it because they, they, they don't know when the next time is they're going to eat. So it's usually about five to seven days where it digests and then they can start looking for something else to eat. So he's all, he can barely even get a roar out. And then you hear like about... Uh, my guide said it was a half a kilometer away. You can hear another lion like that's roaring back at him. And it turns out that they are communicating. So lion that is eating is communicating to his brother that, dude, I am so full. (laughs) (laughs) And I got to go and get some water at a nearby watering hole. So will you come have yourself some buffalo and I'll catch you on the other side. So they're roaring back and forth to each other, communicating that way. Uh, The lion that just killed the buffalo gets up, goes to the watering hole, and then another lion comes on in and then starts eating the buffalo. Wow. This is how nature works every single day, right? There was one um, animal there that had lost its mother, and they knew that it was a death sentence because when you lose your mom that early— they won't adopt you or you're going to get eaten. They don't interfere with any of that. How many times did you cry on this thing? I was next to tears about six or seven different times. I would believe it. The lodge that I was staying it in. It sounds super emotional. It's really emotional. In a beautiful it, way. It just, it, yeah, it just makes you feel absolutely so incredible, so small, um, just being part of it. Like I was at the deck of my lodge uh, outside of my room and I'm reading a book and an elephant and like four other elephants come right by five feet from me. They start drinking out of the pool. That is wild. I didn't know you could be that close to it. That is amazing. Yes. You have to have a guide at night taking you through the lodge because every now and then because there are no fences, Lion will just pull on into the lodge and just go, hey, what's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> Were you scared? Never. Not once. Really? Not even once. No. Um, I took pictures 10 feet from lions, uh, 10 feet from giraffes. Um, not once. Not scared at all. Fascinating. Yeah. It was really, it was a beautiful, beautiful trip. And you could do like, it's not just like you go one day, like you go out multiple days on this safari, right? You can go as many times as you want. At least the lodge that I was at will take you in the morning and Uh they will take you in the evening. Nobody wants to be 
uh, out in a Jeep that isn't covered in Africa in the middle of the day. Yeah. So you go in the morning and you go at night, and that's when you see the animals. And I saw them all, man. I saw leopard, buffalo, elephant, lion. I know I'm forgetting a couple of others, but it was fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. And you asked if I was scared, right? Which is going to lead me into this email. Dear Bert. Uh, I get so caught up in your vacation photos. I follow you every day, but your vacation stories are the ones I live for. Mostly because I'm too scared to live like you do. Some would say foolish. Um, So I'm actually asking for your advice. Do you ever get scared or how do you get over the fear to go on these trips alone and even more do the activities you do? Uh, She writes, swimming with sharks, paragliding, being so close to wild animals, skydiving. Uh, I'd love to be the kind of person that does that stuff, but I'm not. Did you have to train yourself or have you always sort of kind of been fearless? I'd really like to make that change this year. Help me have more courage in 2024. So I read that and I thought to myself, what a great email to get this this time of year because we're all looking at resolutions and how to improve this year. I think a lot of us buy into our own story and you don't feel like you can change your own story. Just don't be fearless. Mm. <laughs> Start small and prove to yourself that you can do these things and then be the person that you want to be. It almost seemed too obvious to me. Uh, it's easier said than done. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. You got to start somewhere. I know that's that's what always helps me because everybody always talks about how fearless I am. But if I do feel like I would be afraid to do something, I just do it. I, I don't mm-hmm. over, like don't overthink it. Don't talk yourself out of it. Just do it. And as you do it more, it becomes easier and easier to do. I but think, are you fearless or are you just looking fear in the face and being like, I'm, I'm going to overcome this? I feel like when I'm doing these things that probably naively or foolishly that it's even though it's not a controlled environment, it's a controlled environment. Yeah. So you can, you know, I read about one guy that was attacked by a leopard on one of their trips, but what you don't hear is the million guides that did it successfully and nothing happened at all. But that one story is so terrifying mm-hmm. that it gets in your head and gets in your heart and you're like, I could never do that because that could happen to me. Yeah, that could happen to you. You could also win the lottery and I'm not that lucky. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, when we go skydiving, I feel like, yes, you are putting your life in somebody else's hands. And when you hear those stories that somebody's shoot didn't come out, yes, that happens. But what's the percentage? Point zero 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 five percent And I don't even focus on that. I remember the guy telling us um, when, he, when we went skydiving that he, he jumps so many times that he probably jumps 100 times in a week. So you think to yourself, these people jump so much and they're fine. And skydiving was the only thing I remember being afraid of. <laughs> I, I, was, I was definitely afraid. But like you said, I looked it in his face and I did it. And everything else was kind of easier. You can change your story. You can. you can really change your story. I mean, I think we buy into like, this is how I've been my entire life. So this is how I'm going to be forever. And you don't have to be like that. At any age. At any age. It's the Burt Show. You're on the Burt Show.